Hello there, creative friend. Do you have a hobby that you're thinking of turning into a business? Are you in a saturated market? On today's episode, I want to talk to you about how to stand out, even if you're in a saturated market. I've got six tips for you. Let's dig in. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Hola, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. My name is Yesenia Bocanegra, and if this is the first time you're tuning in, let me tell you what we're all about. The Focus and Bloom podcast is a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls just like you. I share weekly actionable tips to help you up-level and grow your business and have a work-life balance with purpose and lots of joy. On today's episode, I will be talking about a recent conversation I had with a close friend of mine. She's a very crafty person and has always been great at making things with her hands. Recently, she decided to make her hobby a business. Naturally, I was ecstatic and super excited to hear this. When she first told me, I immediately started talking about marketing and social media, and I probably got a bit carried away and might have made her feel a bit overwhelmed. Again, I was super excited, so I just wanted to help out and share with her as much as I could in 10 seconds. <laughs> so don't you just wish you could learn everything in like less than a minute? Wouldn't that be amazing? We could only wish. Anyways, fast forward a few months and she's gotten some business and she's making profit, which is great. As we were talking about products and marketing, she told me she had gone to a local craft show to check out what other people were doing and do some business research. She didn't participate as a vendor. She only attended the event as a potential client. Then she tells me, It is so saturated. There were like several other people doing the same thing. How can I stand out? This is really what got me thinking. How can you stand out in a saturated market? Raise your hands if you're like my friend and are wondering the exact same thing. Many of us are on that same boat. I myself, as a wedding photographer, am in a very saturated market. So my answer to her was, it's all about the experience. Take, for example, an airline. Imagine that you are taking your dream vacation to your favorite place. To me, that place is the beautiful and romantic city of Paris. Unless you're living in France or in another country in Europe where you can drive to Paris, you're likely to take a plane. After all, it might just be the quickest option. If you live in America, it's definitely the quickest option. Now, all you need to do is pick an airline. So typically, airlines have varying prices, and most of us pick up the one that is the most affordable and the one with the least connections. In this case, every single airline will be giving you the same price, the same flight time, and a spot on the plane, which is a first-class ticket to Paris. All you need to do now is pick an airline. What will make you decide on one airline over the other? You'll need to do some digging and check out reviews and maybe photos or videos where you'll be able to get a glimpse of how your experience will be when flying with them. In reality, you're really just looking for some sort of connection. And I'm not talking about an actual connecting flight. I'm saying connection to what that brand represents. 
Are they friendly? Are they professional? Or are they just a matter of fact and don't really do much other than the bare minimum to get you safely from point A to point B? Here's another example. Think about your favorite restaurant. Why is it your favorite? How does it make you feel when you visit the restaurant? How are you greeted? How is the food? A few years ago, my husband and I were looking for a breakfast place to go for my birthday. I love breakfast food and it sounded like the perfect idea to kickstart my birthday, which by the way, is in less than four months. <clears throat> Just saying. So we went on Yelp and looked for best local breakfast places in our area and we found a spot that was 10 minutes away and had really great reviews. Well, I think we really hit the breakfast jackpot because they were amazing to the point where for quite a while, we ended up going there every single weekend for real. Did you know that breakfast is actually the most profitable meal? Think about what you would normally eat for breakfast, cereal, fruit, yogurt, pancakes, or waffles, or eggs, or bacon if you're like my husband who eats bacon, and coffee. Compare that to a dinner meal. So why were we going too often to the same restaurant every week outside of that special occasion? Simple. We loved the food. We loved how we ended up becoming known by name. And every time we went there, we had a great experience, even if we had to wait 20 minutes outside. So let's think about ways you can stand out. I've got six tips for you to help you on your mission. Are you ready? The first tip. This is really a no-brainer, but it has to make the list. And that is deliver extraordinary customer service. If you want to get good word of mouth, good reviews and repeat customers, you must provide an extraordinary customer service. It's as plain and simple as that. A good way to provide your clients with an amazing experience is by having good communication. This can be via email, direct messaging on social media, text, or even the old school way of using the phone or meeting in person. There are a variety of communication channels and platforms available. All you need to do is pick the one that works best for you and your client. When communicating with your client, it's good to help set expectations of when or how often you are available. It could be as simple as sharing your office hours in your email signature, or even sharing a link to your personal calendar where they can schedule a call or meeting with you. This not only gives them exact times, but also saves time and avoids back and forth emails. For this particular task, I use 17 hats. Let's take a quick pause to talk about my favorite tool to keep my business organized. Heard of 17 hats? I use it to organize and automate my small business, and I swear by it. Their feature-packed platform saves me time and money and lets me focus on what I do best, not paperwork. And only because you've been referred by me, a 17 Hats member, can you get the special pricing. Half off their normal pricing for two years. You can save even more if you sign up for longer. Be sure to visit focusandbloom.com and check out today's episode show notes for the referral code to get this invitation-only sale pricing. Hurry, the deal ends soon. If you want to learn more about 17 Hats, just check out the link on today's show notes to learn more. I'm also happy to share my 17 Hats experience with you as well. The second tip, become a problem solver. Customers will come to you because they have a problem. And when you think of the word 
problem, don't see it as a negative thing. See the problem as a question to which you will have an answer. Example, I need a hairstylist. Where do I go? If you're like my friend who has a business that offers customized products, then that right there is a huge problem solver because that means that the product itself will be tailored to your client's needs. But the experience itself will be designed for that client as well. When offering customized services, it's important to always be very clear on what your services include, delivery times, and any other information that is important and relevant to that particular transaction. The third tip, and this one is a biggie, focus on a particular niche or target market. Have you heard the saying, jack of all trades and master of none? It's pretty much the same thing. When you try to serve everyone, you serve no one. This is especially true with service-based businesses. You want to make sure that what you are offering is the perfect solution for that particular market's needs and answers that particular market's question. When thinking of your niche, remember that it is okay if someone says no, because no means next opportunity. Don't forget that. Our fourth tip goes hand in hand with providing excellent customer service, and this is providing a memorable experience. As a wedding photographer, I typically speak with my clients for the first time on average a year before their wedding day. During this time, I have 12 months on average where I have the opportunity to continue building a connection with my clients. One of the ways I do this, and it just so happens to be my favorite, is during their engagement session. Because this is a much shorter time in which we are working together, it keeps the pressure off on both ends and it helps us be more relaxed. We can chat during the session and work out the quirks. From their end, they'll get to know me a little more and they will then have a better idea of how that experience will look like on the day of their wedding. If your business is more product-based, then think about creating the best shopping experience you can design for your clients. Not only will creating a wonderful customer experience help grow a good reputation for your business, but it will also add value to it, which means that you can ultimately prize it for such. The fifth tip. In an age where social media platforms are saturated and we have so many things showing up on our feeds, the best way to stand out from the crowd is really to be you be yourself. And if you feel that you don't have anything special, think again. You are unique. Your story is one of a kind. And there is always someone out there who will connect with you and be inspired by you. If you're a mom and you're starting your business as a way to provide for your family, then I can guarantee you that there are many more women out there doing the same. And I'm sure there are many ways that you can connect with them. Maybe you feel stuck in your day job and feel the need to do something different that will give you a purpose and joy. Then share that experience because there are many more out there thinking the same thing. You might just have the message that they need to hear to get them going. And if you feel that you aren't the right fit and imposter syndrome kicks in, think again. I once was asked why I ran if I didn't have the body of a runner. My answer was, because I can and I enjoy it. 
Easy peasy. The sixth and the final tip for today is saying thank you. A thank you goes a very long way. I am very grateful to all of my clients because with them, I have been able to create my dream job. A handwritten thank you note always goes a long way. A gift is also another wonderful way to give thank you. It doesn't have to be something grand, but something that says thanks. Maybe something that relates to them. Ideas are endless. Let's do a recap of what we've talked about today. The first step is to ensure that you are delivering an extraordinary customer service, that you are helping clients solve a particular problem or question, that you need to focus on a particular niche or target market, that you will provide a memorable experience, that you will be you, and saying thank you. Now, your homework for this week is the following. I would like for you to grab a pen and a piece of paper and jot down what your experience is like. Starting from the moment in which a client is reaching out to you, go over each of the tips I've shared with you today and describe how you are making that happen. And if it's something that you currently do not do or is not in your current workflow, then think about possible ways in which you can incorporate that into that client's experience. I hope you found these tips useful and helpful. And because I like to practice what I preach, I want to thank you for tuning in on today's episode. I hope you feel inspired and motivated to design the best client experience for your business. Head on over to the Focus and Bloom Lounge on Facebook, where we are building a community of entrepreneurs and dream makers such as yourself. I cannot wait to connect with you. See you on the inside. Thanks for joining us this week on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore Focus and Bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.